of that. Each week, one of the things that we do uh, is as a body, uh, Boomerang lifts up another body of Christ and another pastor. And so this week, I'd ask that let's agree together and let's lift up uh, the pastor that's at Mission uh, Church in Stanfield, Pastor Zach and his wife, Michelle Powell. So will you agree with me? Father, we just thank you so much for Mission Church. And Lord, we just ask that you would pour out your blessings on Pastor Zach and his wife, Michelle, Lord. We just thank you that you are bringing them wisdom and knowledge and favor and protection and your blessings, Lord. Let them operate in heavenly wisdom and heavenly favor. And Father, we just thank you for the life of God that's being poured out through that church, through that body. They are a part of us, Lord. We don't always come together every week, but they are a part of our body. We honor and esteem them, and Lord, we just lift them up to you this morning, and we thank you for pouring out your love and manifesting it in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. So, I was uh, before we get into uh, increase, part two, I was sitting there in the worship this morning. I was just thinking about how the devil likes to play both sides. And um, I was thinking, it's been a while for me because in worship, uh, and I get to go and see a lot of different places and a lot of different types of worship. And you have some worship that's very uh, uh, hymn-oriented. Then you have some worship that's uh, pretty contemporary. Uh, then you have some worship that, I mean, some places do it all out rock, you know. And uh, what I was, and so I'm used to that. I get, I see all different pieces of it. And the truth of the matter is, I like a little bit of all of that. And uh, but what's interesting, I was thinking about this: is there was a time where if I'd have heard, you know, somebody doing all out rock, I'd have been like, that is the devil, you know. And and it's funny how the devil will play both sides of it because when you go to that concert. You know, and I won't mention any any groups in particular, but you go to that concert that's not about God, and and he'll be like, get into it. You know, and basically we end up worshiping the singers and the music because the devil wants you to worship something other than God. And so he's like, "Ah, we'll, we'll enjoy that. But then you get to church and you hear anything that's not like what you're used to, and all of a sudden the devil will be like, that ain't God. You can't worship. And actually the Lord's trying to help you out and break you out of that mold where the, where the earth and the society and the world and your flesh keeps you cramped. And if we were talking about some of this in the class at 10 o'clock this morning, but if we will give our hearts to the Lord, He will open us up and he will break us free of what the devil is constantly trying to trap us. Have you ever seen that in your life where the the devil's trying to play both sides of things? You know, it's like, and he's constantly doing that. He's such a scoundrel and uh, that's that's about the best, best way to describe him. But anyway, huh? Curmudgeon, yes. So he, uh, but here's the thing. It's like this morning when we hit that last song this morning. Man, the Holy Spirit just wanted to do something. And, uh, and he did. I know he did it in me. And what I find is that what we need to do is carry that presence. In, that, in other words, let, I know there's probably a few of you when we hit that last song this morning. Man, you just felt the presence of God trying, at the very least trying to move on you, right? And there's a place in God where the Holy Spirit says, 
take this heart with you everywhere you go throughout the week. In other words, when you get to Monday morning and Tuesday morning and it looks dull and drab, bring that same sense of worship with you and it'll change the whole atmosphere of your life. And that's just it. And, and so just always be ready to respond and react and flow with the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. And you'll find that he will put you in the right places at the right times doing the right things. And that's what you want because that's how God gets his blessings to you. That's how he gets his favor to you. And it's also how he uses you to witness to other people and to, and to open up to other people. You realize sometimes people just need to see a smiling face. And maybe God sent you a particular path to work that day so that you would pull up beside the car of the person that needed a smiling face that morning. You know, and, but if we're not open to the leading of God and we don't, we just close up, no, nah, that ain't God, I'm, I've been going this way for 20 years, you know, if we, if we keep doing that all of a sudden, we're not open to God, he can't use us. And so we want to be willing. Well, if I go that way, it's going to take me five minutes longer. Well, is five minutes maybe helping save the life of somebody because they see joy, real true joy in your face. So we've got to be ready and willing to be led by God and let Him use us. Amen. So that was the message number one, and here's number two. So we're in increase. Uh, increase part two, and if you didn't hear increase part one, I would highly uh, recommend going back. It's on the website. I would highly recommend going back and seeing that because it really sets up the foundation for what we're talking about. And when you say increase, there's a, a certain portion of the body of Christ that goes, yeah, we need to increase in everything. I want increase. Give me, give me, give me. You know, there's a certain portion that does that. And then there's another portion of the body of Christ that goes, you shouldn't be wanting increase. God's enough, you know. And the truth of the matter is a balance in the middle of that. Uh, because God really does want you to increase personally. And matter of fact, his plan on this earth is to bring increase to people. If God didn't want your life to increase, why would he have given Christ? He'd have just left you. But the purpose of Christ was to increase your life. But one of the things that we talked about was that increase doesn't always look like what you think it looks like. And if you go watch that, you'll see where increase for me at one point was when I was called to be a pastor and God told me to go clean toilets. That didn't feel like increase. And my flesh didn't like it. But it was increase. It did some stuff. It increased me. It brought me to another place. And it was God. So a lot of times our flesh that's always warring against the Spirit, always warring against the things of God, is going to fight what God's trying to do in our lives. It's going to say, that's stupid, that doesn't, that's not God. And it's just our flesh trying to keep us away from what actually is. But what we determined in that first series very strongly is God desires increase. And one of the main stories we looked at was the parable of the talents. God gave uh, five to one. Uh, to one person, he gave two talents to another, and he gave one to another. And then one turned the five into ten, one turned the two into four, and the other one, the one that had one, said, I knew you were a hard man, so I went and buried it. And God said, get away from me, wicked and lazy servant. Why? Because God desires increase. 
Let's look at this scripture here. It's Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And it says this, Now we know that we are supposed to grow and look like who? Christ. Look like Jesus. Paul even said, follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, it tells us in Ephesians 4, it says that we are growing into the full stature of Christ. This is God's goal for us, to look more and more like Christ. Well, here's something that Christ looked like, and we really have overlooked it a lot. It says this, and Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature. Now, just listen to that. He kept increasing. Did it say, and then at one point he stopped? No, he kept on. This was the nature of Jesus to continue to increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. So if this is Jesus and this is the picture of Jesus and we're supposed to look like him, he is our example, should we be increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man? Yes, we should. We should be growing. And if we have the capability, if that's potential in our lives, and we don't do that, are we taking our talents and are we making more of them or are we burying them? We're burying them. So if you have the potential in you that was paid for by Christ to continue to look more and more like Christ and to increase like Him, then if we don't do that, we're burying our talents. And God says, I don't like that. So we need to see this where increase, it really is a command and God desires increase. My aim in this series is to renew your mind for increase. Because you need to understand, I need to be growing. I need to be changing. I need to be going to different places. I need to, my potential needs to increase. And this is a question that I have for you. How much potential do you have? Well, in order to have potential, you have to have resources, right? You have to combine those resources. How much potential do you have? Well, let's look at your resources. If you're born again, or even if you're not born again, what has been given to you? Jesus. And if you have Jesus, he says this about Jesus and his ways and his things. He's always leading you to triumph. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's not your strength, it's his strength. So what is your potential? Well, we're talking about blowing it through the roof. We're talking about heavenly things. And for us to say, well, he's Jesus and I'm not, it's throwing away a whole portion of the Bible that says, you're now his hands and feet. You're the salt and the light. And for you to bury it, you're coming into line with a person that God said, get away from me. I don't want to be there. I want to take the things that he's given me. If God's paid for it, that makes it very valuable to me if I honor and esteem him. And I want to take those things and I want to do everything that I possibly can with it. I want to reach every bit of potential that Christ paid for to happen in my life. I want every bit of potential that Christ paid for in your life to happen in your life. So I want us to renew our mind 
for increase. Whether you know it or not, to some degree, we have expected life to decrease. You know, and we went through several statements in that first one that said, you know, and you can finish my sentence. Win some, lose some. Why do you know that? <laughs> Why do you know that statement? How about this one? I take one step forward and two steps back. Why do you know that? Because life's told you, taught you to remain neutral. Life's taught you that as much as I give in, in effort, I'm always going to be decreasing and I can't get ahead. I can't win for losing. That's another one we did. So on some level, on some degree, we have thought this at some point in our past. Well, that means we need mind renewal on the things of God because He says, I can do all things through Christ. It says he's, His grace is abounding. He wants us to increase. We went through all these different promises. My cup overflows. It's constantly God is talking about increase because He wants us to renew His mind to think like He thinks. And what, how He thinks is, I want this thing to grow. I want it to increase to increase or not to increase is within our hands and it is our responsibility. A lot of people step back and they say, well, if God wants me to increase, he'll increase me. Well, that's the same thing basically that that servant said that buried the talent. But God said, I want to bless you because you took what you had and did something with it. You made the choice to increase and then you put actions behind that choice. So the responsibility to increase is within our hands and it is our responsibility. Why must we increase? Number one, the Father's heart desires it. How many times do you remember scriptures that say He desires much fruit? That's increase. This is the Father's heart. He desires much fruit in your life. Well, how much fruit are we giving Him? Even if you're giving Him a lot, do you have potential through Christ to give Him even more? Yeah, yeah, you do. Number two, why must we increase? The kingdom of God must advance. It must advance. It's, it is what God talks about. Number three, those around us need our overflow and discipleship. In other words, people increase because we increase. If I'm sitting here and God is overflowing in my life, who's the beneficiary of that? Whoever's around. Spiritually, if I increase, who increases? You do. If I increase, you increase. If you're here and you're paying attention, you're listening. So I need to increase. Why? To help you increase as well. You need to increase because guess what? Your increase, it overflows back on me too. So I need you to increase. Four, God desires increase not just for the kingdom, not just because he wants much fruit, not just because he wants you to overflow into other people's lives, but he loves you. And he really wants you to increase just for yourself as well. He says this many times. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 through 12. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Now just think about that. Grace abound to you. Do you hear the heart of God in that? 
He's looking for grace to just come up to just enough. That's not what that's saying. He's saying overflow, abound, increase. You know, there's, there's a, almost a, uh, a thought in our society today that, that you don't want to be excessive. You don't want to be a fanatic. And yet, when we look at the Bible, we see things like this, where God says, be hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm. And he, he says, you know, when he fills up the uh, net with fish, you know, Peter, throw your net back in the water on that side. Did it come up to just the brim? No, that net was overflowing. See, God is an excessive God. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He, he fills my cup right up to the brim? No, He overflows my cup. God is an excessive God. He wants us to be like Him. He paid the price so that Jesus would be the first fruits of many brothers and sisters. That, Je that Jesus would be the first one and we would start to replicate and look like Him. And Jesus, who did He look like? He looked like God. God's an excess of God and He wants us to move in that fire and in that increase for Him and expect those things and, and move towards those things and be responsible to move into them. God desires increase for us. God is able to make all, all, think about all the grace of God. Can you wrap your mind around that? All, the, all of His love, all of His goodness, all of His mercy. Can you think about that? How big is that? And what He just said in this one little sentence is He wants to take all of that and abound it and he didn't just make it like impersonal. He said personal to you. He wants to take all of what he has. Well, let me ask you this question. If he pours out all that he has and all of his goodness, does your life increase or stay the same? <laughs> it's overflowing. I mean, it's going nuts. It's crazy. It's excessive. And that's what he says he desires to do in your life. He wants to make all grace abound to, towards you. And listen to the reason here. So that always having all sufficiency in everything. In other words, you have everything you need. It is sufficient in just a few places. No, in everything. In everything. This is the heart of God talking here. This is Him. This is His excessive love trying to get it into our heads. Man, God's really good and He's got good plans for us. He says this. He says, for you, so that you may have an abundance for every good deed. So not only does he want to get it to you personally, but he also wants you to be in the place that you can do whatever he asks you to do, that you're overflowing out of that. Sometimes that having abundance for every good, good deed is so that we will have just, just have the money to give to somebody who needs something. He wants you to have an abundance so that you can give it. Sometimes that, that every good deed is he wants you to be spiritually built up and increased in your spirit so that when somebody needs something, it just flows out of your spirit. It just flows. But it's our responsibility to increase. What happens if we're sitting back going, well, if God wants it, he'll give it to me. The problem with that is, where's the faith? 
There's no faith for God for increase. And God is moved by faith. He says without faith it's impossible to please Him. And so is increase going to be happening like the potential that it has in my life if I'm not in faith? No. I've got to see increase is God's desire and now apply faith towards that thing. I believe in God. Lord, you're, you are increasing me. I don't know all the details about it. I don't know all the logistics of it. I don't know how and why and when and all that. But I'm trusting you for increase. I believe that. As a matter of fact, um, Todd has a very unique situation uh, that's been going on for quite some time. And I'm believing God for increase constantly. And so a few weeks ago, somebody mentioned a verse. And the particular verse deals exactly with what Todd's been dealing with. I didn't, I didn't even remember that scripture was there. Is that right? And so out of the increase, I'm believing God for increase. Out of the overflow of something that somebody else had increased in, it overflowed into me. I now have increased. And I went, oh my goodness, this is the first Todd can stand on. So then I overflowed out of, into him. What would happen if I wasn't believing for increase? I probably would have never heard that. It would have never registered. Ding! Light bulb. It would have never registered. And Todd wouldn't have a verse, a word from God to stand on on it. We need to believe God for increase all the time. Sometimes that goes into even, let's say that you're hearing a message and you're like, I have heard this before. I've heard Brian preach that same message 14 times. I'm tired of hearing that story. Well, guess what? It's, Increase says, I'm going to believe that God's going to increase me this time. And if he's preaching it, the Holy Spirit wants to tell it for some reason. And see, here's the thing. It's not always for you. When you understand the plan of God, a lot of times it's for somebody else. And what will happen is, as you give yourself to that and have faith for increase, what will happen is you will receive some of the seeds that will pop up as fruit in your life that week. And all of a sudden, you, you, uh, because you were listening and paying attention and esteeming what the Holy Spirit was doing, all of a sudden, in your life that week, here comes this individual, and guess what they need to hear about? The thing that you've heard now 15 times. Right? And now all of a sudden, you have the exact nugget, and you remember it because you esteemed it, and now you believed God for increase, and now you're overflowing into their life. Verse 9, as it is written... So he, he said, you will have an abundance for every good deed. And then he says, as it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply. Don't, don't overlook that, you know, that small word, multiply. What's he doing there? He's increasing the seed that a, that a sower has. He gives it to them, and then he multiplies, not the fruit. Now, let, let's look at this now. If I go and I plant a seed, does that seed, you know, one or two seeds, does it multiply in the fruit? Well, generally, you plant a seed, you know, like corn. You plant, you know, maybe three or four kernels of corn as seed. Well, it'll produce, that one stalk will produce how many years of corn? At least three, four, five, something like that. Well, how many seeds are on, is on each one of those? That's a good bit, right? You know, hundreds of seeds on each uh, piece of corn. 
All right, so is the fruit multiplied from the seed? Yes. But watch what he says here. He says, and this is the increase of God. God's an excessive God. He says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed. So now you've got the multiplication that's natural from the seed to the fruit. Now I've got heavenly supernatural multiplying of the seed. So in other words, I didn't just put one seed in there. God multiplied it. Now I got seven in there. God's producing like seven new plants times all the fruit. Now is this increase? Is this God? This is the heart of God. God is into increase. And I love the fact that, look, he not only gives you seed, but he says, I'm going to multiply it. You know, one of the ways that we do our offering is, and, and we talk about this, and I want to continuously talk about it because every person coming in, I want them to understand. Whether you come in today and you've got nothing to give or you've got a lot to give, it, it really doesn't matter what happens is, are you giving your heart? But what we like to do is everybody gets an envelope. And guess what that is? That's a seed. It costs us something. You can throw it back in there empty. And, and it, doesn't cost, it doesn't cost the church something then. So he gives you, walking in the door of Boomerang, he gives you seed to give back. And God will multiply that. In other words, when somebody walks in here, automatically they have the beginnings of seed and harvest that they can start in their lives. It's one of the beauties that I love about something that God did with us with those envelopes as we, as we started Boomerang. So he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. He will increase, now see it's not just material stuff, what's he increasing here? He's talking about physical, material things and spiritual things. He's saying, I want to increase the harvest of your righteousness, of your spirit. So he's covering, he's covering everything in your life. The material things, the spiritual things. He wants you blessed and increasing in everything. It's who he is. He wants you looking like him. Verse 11, and you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us, as we allow God to increase us, we believe God for increase, and we take on the responsibility to increase, He starts producing through us, in us and other people, thanksgiving to God. Does the world need to be more thankful for what God is doing? Yeah, he gives every good and perfect gift. What they don't realize is everything they have that's good and perfect, it came from him. We should be praising God all the time. And as we increase and take on that responsibility to increase and grow in him and add faith to it, we are helping everybody around us and ourselves start to praise God and worship him. Verse 12, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints. Just listen to that. Fully supplying the needs of the saints. How many people have needs? How many, how many people, you know, said a prayer or something like this? Oh my God, if you don't help, I am, oh, I don't know what, ah, help me. Everybody, some, you know, somebody at some point has prayed a prayer like that. You, Jesus, 
<laughs> help. Help. Everybody's got needs. God says this. What's the heart of God for those needs? To fully supply. Not just halfway. Fully supply the needs of the saints. This is the heart of God. Matter of fact, through Jesus, this is already paid for. The question is, are we recognizing it and we believe in Him for it? To fully, for the ministry of this service, and let me add it this way, let me say it this way. The ministry of this believe in God for increase, expecting it, being responsible to increase, takes us and other people around us to the place where the ministry and the needs of it is fully supplied. Now that's not just talking about a ministry boomerang. It's talking about what you're called to do in your ministry because everybody in Christ is a minister. And is overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. Now there's a key right there. Here's a big part of increase. As we give thanksgiving to God, it overflows increase in our life. We need to get into the habit and get into the place where we are constantly giving God thanks for everything. And, and you know, just, I know this seems small and little, but you could be sitting on metal folding chairs right now. Thank God you're not. Thank you, Lord. Now, you might be a little bit more awake, so maybe I should pray to have them back. No, I, but here, here's the thing. Isn't that a blessing to not be sitting on a hard metal chair? Isn't it a blessing to be sitting in a heated room and not freezing? Isn't it a blessing to be breathing? Do you have things to give thanks to God for? Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn. I'm thanking God right now for the clothes you got on. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> we got things constantly that we can thank God for. And as we give Him thanks, we take ourselves into the place where increase can happen. And we don't, just give them, we don't just give them thanks because we won't increase. We give them thanks because He deserves it. And we love them. So, what we're outlining here are areas that we as Christians should take some responsibility for and intentionally, listen to this, intentionally press into expecting God to help us increase. In 3 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 2, it says this, Beloved, I pray that in all, all, all respects, let me say this, in all respects of life. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2, Beloved, I pray in all respects of life that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. This morning we were talking about areas of increase, and I'll show you this quickly as we wrap up. The areas of increase that God wants you to increase in your life is this. He wants you to increase in your inner man. He wants you to increase in your outer man. And He wants you to increase in what's in your hands. Your inner man, your outer man, and what's in your hands. If you look at that scripture, and, and I told you all respects of life because that's what this verse is really depicting. That you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Now if you notice this, he doesn't say uh, that he wants you just to prosper in what's in your hand. That's not the only place he wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper there, but that's not it alone. He doesn't want you just to prosper in your body, in the outer man. 
He wants you to prosper in your inner man. He says, as your inner man increases, you're going to increase in your hand and in your outer man. And so you see there, in all respects, you may prosper. That's what's in your hand. You may be in good health. That's the outer man. Just as your soul prospers, that's the inner man. So let me give you a couple of examples. And let, me, let me just put it like this. The inner man, the outer man, and what's in your hand, this is what that equates to. What areas does God want you to increase in? Let me say it like this, and this is a very general, broad statement. In every promise of God. If you can find a promise of God in this Word, He wants you to increase in it. He doesn't just want you to grab it one time and be done. He wants you to increase in it. He wants it. Do you know God, God has layers of stuff. Have you ever, some, some of you may have done this, you're studying on a Scripture and you read that Scripture and you get a little piece of revelation. It's like, oh, do you see that? And you tell everybody, look, it's all the world. Yeah. And, and you're like, man, this thing changed your life. And then you study on that same Scripture for another year and all of a sudden, guess what? It's like God peels back the next layer. There's more revelation there. And then you study it some more and meditate on it. There's more revelation there. Why? Because God's unlimited. There's so much revelation, so much increase in God. He doesn't want you just increasing once. He wants you to increase and multiply that increase throughout your whole life. Every promise of God. Let me just throw these things out there. The inner man, that's talking about relationship and fellowship with God. He wants your relationship and fellowship to increase with Him. He's talking about the same inner man, your eternal salvation. He wants you reconciled, made right with Him. He wants love to increase, faith, hope. He wants the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things that need to increase in your life that will place you in the right position to receive the increase in the outer man and in your hand. If these things, if you're not increasing in your inner man, it's very hard, even if you increase in the outer man, you don't tend to keep it. It goes away. So in your outer man, here's the areas they want you to increase in. Health, strength, Wisdom and knowledge. Peace. He wants you to increase in your full salvation. When you get born again, it's like a package deal. Here's some of the pieces of that package. Deliverance. In other words, if you are held up by anything, He wants to deliver you and set you free. Anything. He's your deliverer. That means He delivers you from everything. That can be sickness. That can be fear. It can be any kind of bondage at all. Christ was anointed to set you free from that. He wants to be your deliverer. He wants to bring you restoration. Man, maybe you've had that kind of life that's just, you know, it's been rough, and you got feel like you got chunks taken out of your tail, you know. Life's done that. You've had life sink its teeth into you and, and rip. Well, God wants to make it like that never happened. He wants to bring restoration to you. He wants you to increase in that restoration. He wants you to be protected. He wants to provide for you. He wants to give you health. He wants you preserved. And He wants you saved. When He says, I'm the Savior, He's saying, I'll save you from everything. 
He said, I'll save you from everything and give you the strength to walk through in increase. And then he wants the areas of increase is what's in our hands. That's resources, time, money. Uh, what's in your hand can also be help. Maybe God's given you a vision. I know here we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. What's the vision for Boomerang? Well, I, you know what? We cannot complete the vision without having help. And we need to believe God to increase the leaders in this place so that we can do the vision that He's called us to, to do. Amen? We must purpose ourselves to increase. The world and our flesh will press us into areas that naturally decrease us. Now think about that. The world and our flesh will naturally press us into areas that will decrease us. It does it like this. Well, how are you going to handle that bill? How are you going to do that? You start thinking about the bill. You start thinking about lack. You start thinking about that. All of a sudden, are you thinking about increase? You're not even beginning to press in the increase. You're not even beginning to believe God for increase. You're thinking about decrease. How are you going to handle that? How about this? You go to the doctor. Well, here's your report. What are you going to do about this? Now see, when we see God as who God really is, and we start knowing His heart for increase, our mind is renewed to that, we, don't start, we stop seeing the problems, and we start seeing God our solution. We start seeing Him as the solution in everything. But it takes mind renewal that says, you know what, you want to increase us. We must purpose ourselves and be intentional to increase. We can't increase by ourselves. We step into increase by trusting God for that increase. Here's the last, last thing. To increase or not to increase is within our hands. And it is our responsibility. What's more important, the talents you have or what you do with what you have? You may have talents that are different from mine. Mine, you may look at them and say, well, your talents are greater. You can do this. It comes easy to you. There was a time when my talents were probably lower than yours are now. But it, when I started to see God wants me to increase, I just started purposefully going down the road of His increase and watched as He added and 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 multiplied and multiplied and added and increased. I got to see it start to personally multiply and manifest in our lives. And He is not a respecter of person. If He'll do it for me, He'll do the same thing for you. Because He doesn't respect me more than He does you. But He is moved by our faith and our actions on His promises. What do you have in your hands right now? You have the unlimited power of God through Jesus Christ. Your potential is there, the increase. The biggest key to increasing is your fellowship with the Father. As we get into more and more of a personal fellowship with God our Father, our loving Father, that's the biggest key to increasing in our lives. What we need to do is reset that fellowship with God right now and walk in that. Let's just stand. Now some of you may say, golly, I have not been increasing like I should have. <laughs> How many people would say, 
not necessarily this morning, but at some point in your life, you were not believing God for increase like that. Yeah, pretty much everybody. How many would say that, you know what, right now, after hearing that, I probably can go into some more? Yeah? There's, in other words, you're saying there's more potential out there that you haven't tapped into in Christ. Well, that's, that's really all of us. So right now, let's just give ourselves to the Lord and say, Lord, help me see. Help my eyes be opened. Help, help my eyes be open to your increase. So Lord, right now, I just ask that our eyes of, our, our eyes of understanding, the eyes of our heart, would be enlightened to who you are in your plan. I just ask for increase to rise up. Yep, right now as I'm praying this, you just receive increase in your life, okay? You receive right now increase in whatever area. I want you to think about that area right now where you have that need. And you say, Lord, I need increase here. And so Lord, as a body where we know that you are and your anointing is present, Lord, I just ask right now that increase would start to move in their lives. Lord, as we together believe You for increase, Lord, let us increase in our inner man. Let us increase in our outer man. And let us increase with what's in our hand. Let every need, uh, let Your glory and Your grace abound to fill the need and overflow it so that we might abound into every good work. Lord, we receive right now Your increase. We're not sitting here thinking, well, maybe this prayer will work. We know your heart. We know the will of God in heaven. And we say and believe and receive it right now. Your will be done here on earth in my life the same way that it is in heaven. We receive that. And we praise you for it. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. As we, as we increase, one of the things that we want to do is just say, Lord, I need to reset my life. I need to reset my fellowship with you because I told you that one of the biggest things is to increase in our inner man. So your fellowship, it may, need, it may have been lacking. You know what? Maybe you hadn't, you hadn't spent much time with God recently. Maybe you have. But even so, you know, I need to go even deeper with Him because that's your key to increase and do the things that He's called you to do. So right now, just bow your head, and if, if you, need, you need to reset some of that, you just need new. You need fresh. I just ask that you just open up your heart and just say, Lord, I just ask for your reset today. So if that's you, just raise your hand and say, Lord, I need that. I need reset in you. And just let's everybody pray this prayer. Just say, Father, I receive a reset with you. I believe that you came, took my place, and died for me. And that the Father brought you back to life and raised you up and in the process raised me up with Him. Jesus, you're my Lord. You direct my life. And I receive a reset right now today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Now, if that was you and today was the first day you ever prayed that, we want to know about it. If today was the day that you said, oh my gracious, I have been needing that for a long time, then I want you to let us know that too. We have a gift for you, and we just want to support you and lift you up. I'd ask uh, Jeff and Sherman, will you come up, and, and Barrett and George, will y'all come up, and Barrett and George over here, and Jeff and Sherman, come on up over here. If you have any need whatsoever that you need prayed for, it doesn't matter if it's big, huge, or if it's little. It makes no difference. You know what? It matters to the heart of God. If you have any need, these guys are anointed to pray over you and to help pray out those things in your life. Maybe it's just you just want somebody to pray for you. I need somebody to pray for me. Come up and see these guys and let them pray with you and for you. And we love you and thank you for joining us. Father, I just ask that we would continue in your increase. Thank you, Lord, for your love poured out in every way, in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Oh, I forgot about it. Yeah.